Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TPC Sawgrass, the Players' Championship, the fifth major, as so many people call it. Last year, won by Cam Smith, who, after winning the Open Championship later in the year, jetted off to live. So it's kind of a weird, eerie feeling where the guy who had such a surge really on Monday, because if you remember, they had weather situations last year, and that's always something you're going to potentially have to deal with in Florida. Uh, as a guy that grew up in South Florida myself, uh, really every time of year, but especially in the summer and the spring, it rains every day at 2.30 and rains for an hour, and then it stops raining. So uh, they had to deal with weather last year. They ended up having to finish the round on Monday, and Cam Smith was a guy who, I don't know, he might have been like six or five or six shots back, came out of nowhere, won this whole thing, and now, you know, after jetting off to live and getting that, you know, suspension from the PGA Tour that all of the uh, live defectors have gotten, you know, he's now not in this field. And I heard a great anecdote. Uh, I, you know, the name of one of the golf writers uh, that I saw this from on Twitter is escaping me right now, but saying that, you know, when they were teeing off on Thursday for the opening round, Cam Smith is like a mile away at a par three course with his buddies crushing beers and just having a good time and playing some golf while literally a mile away or, or yards away, the actual course that he won last year and was the champion of is going on with some of the biggest names in the sport. I mean, they market it as, and for good reason, the best field in golf. And, you know, that is what we saw at least show up on Thursday. But based on the guys that did and didn't make the cut, um, it is going to be very different now for what we are going to see, you know, probably coming up here for the rest of the weekend. Like I said, uh, there are still rounds here that need to be finished uh, with the play being suspended yesterday. But uh, some of the marquee notable names that aren't going to make this cut uh, the biggest one is obviously Roy McIlroy, who right now is six over and has not had nearly uh, the golf tournament everyone expected. He had a what a top five finish last week at Bay Hill, um, and then now comes in here. And for a guy that has basically been automatic with the driver for as long as he has been on the PGA Tour, consistently uh, praised as one of the best drivers on the tour, over the last two days he's been completely erratic with his favorite club, with his most accurate club, with his best club. And that's been one of the more interesting things to me is, you know, it shows you, I think, what the beauty of the Players' Championship is, what the beauty of TPC Sawgrass is. And, you know, it kind of brings me back to what was a very interesting comment to me made by Rory McIlroy last week. So, as I said, he gets like a top five finish at Bay Hill last week, okay? He was up there with Jordan Spieth and, and Scotty Scheffler made a run, but ultimately it was Kurt Kitayama who got the win in Orlando last weekend. And 
it was funny because, like you expected to every year, Bay Hill played incredibly tough. And this is what Rory McIlroy had to say after the round. Quote, it's hard because the lead's changing hands with guys making bogeys, not really making birdies, he said with a wry smile. This according to Dan Rappaport of Barstool Sports. So I don't know how people find that entertainment value. And, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek there from Rory, but he's talked about the conditions at Bay Hill in the past, and it's we're no strangers to PGA Tour players complaining that, you know, sometimes it's too hard, which, you know, is kind of like, okay, wah, wah, you're on the PGA Tour. What are you going to complain about? I, I think that this is completely missing the mark for Rory, and I'm a big Rory McIlroy guy, but I could not disagree with him more vehemently from what he's saying there, saying that, you know, guys are making bogeys, and that's how the lead is changing hands. They're not really making birdies, and that's not entertainment value. I completely disagree. I think it's the exact opposite. You know, for me, what I want to see when I'm watching golf, when I'm a golf spectator, when I'm seeing the best in the world play, and, you know, I I think this goes for a lot of you golfers out there. I want to see relatability. And I think we've seen a lot of that in recent years more so, uh, just from getting to know more and more about the personalities of these guys. Uh, You know, you have guys like Max Homa, who is just like a social media darling, Great personality. You have Rory, who has, you know, become this thoughtful guy and almost like the press secretary of the PGA Tour, where he gives these State of the Union addresses all the time, and everyone's like, wow, this guy's really incredibly thoughtful, and, and he's come a long way from just being that, that, you know, very young kid with the curly hair all those years ago. You know, you have all these great personalities. You're Tony Finau's, guys like that. Great individuals that we have gotten to know so much more than we have guys in the past, and even Tiger Woods is another one. We have gotten to know Tiger Woods so much better and gotten to know his personality and the way you know he likes to mess around with other guys on the course in recent years. So what I'm getting back to here is you know, we like the relatability of these guys where you know, if they hit a shank here and they maybe drop some curse words or something or, or just seeing these guys in a light that is, I guess, more similar to what we would experience when we're out there with our buddies playing 18 on a Sunday or, or sneaking off from work in the summer after you know, 5 o'clock to try to get nine holes in. We try to find the relatability in these guys, and I think we can find it more in golf than any other sport, whether that's you know, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, whether that's basketball. Yeah, we can all go out and play a game of baseball if we really wanted to with our buddies, but it's not really feasible. I mean, we could go out and play touch football, but someone's going to get hurt. We can play pickup basketball. We're never going to do what LeBron James does. But we can all go out and play a golf course and you know, hit a 25-foot putt, nail a drive down the middle of the fairway like Rory McIlroy. That's what makes you know, golf, I think so enjoyable for me and so enjoyable for many of you out there is that it's relatable. And I think what is most relatable and what I enjoy to see and what gives me entertainment value is when I am, you know, watching a tournament and I don't want to see, you know, a winning score, a final round score of 25 under. I don't want to see the final leaderboard to be 25, 23, 22, 21 under par. What I prefer is to see you know, 10 under par or nine under par or, you know, 12 under par. But you know that the guys really had to grind to get that score and that every shot mattered more. And, you know, you look at a tournament like the players, if there's any course in golf or on the PGA Tour that's not a major, that's not Augusta, that's not one of these other courses that that makes these guys feel relatable and, and hit shots that you think, yep, I've done that one before. There's no other golf course like that to me, more similar than TPC Sawgrass. You have all the water. You have all the bunkers in play. I think they have, I heard a stat that they have water come into play on 16 of the 18 holes. So 
especially when you get to a hole that's iconic like the 17 island green you know you're 137 yards out and these guys especially like last year the wind was swirling up there and they don't even know what to hit you know some guys are hitting a pitching wedge i remember justin thomas hitting a six iron and just trying to guide it there and cut it through the wind but it's only a 137 yard shot but we see so many shots over the weekend and we will continue over the next two days you know plunk in the water and guys are going to the drop area and, you know, we saw guys yesterday getting, you know, the quadruple bogey or something like that. Or we've all seen a seven on our scorecard or a snowman on our scorecard and just thought to ourselves, you know, I was having a pretty good round. What happened? That's the kind of thing that a course like TPC Sawgrass can do to these guys. And it might humble them a little bit. Uh, it might bring them back down to earth a little bit more, but it also makes them more relatable. And for me, you know, like I said earlier, it, sometimes it's great to see the John Deere Classic, no disrespect to them. But where there's a birdie fest and everyone's, you know, 20 under and everything at the end of the you know, final round on Sunday, for me, I want to see every shot matter more. I want it to be, you know, a, a huge leg up if you end up with a par. I want it to be some massive feat if you're able to secure a birdie because that gives you such a sig more significant advantage over your competition. I want guys struggling for pars and, you know, everyone's just – knocking off bogey after bogey after bogey because I want to really see these guys have to grit and grind and power through a golf course uh, more so than we see a lot of the time on the PGA Tour. And that's the beautiful thing to me about this golf tournament we have this week is that for my money, uh, just of the general events outside of the majors on the PGA Tour, uh, there aren't many golf courses out there that I feel like we get to see these guys on this stage where sometimes they just look helpless. And that's not to say that I want these guys to go through this incredible adversity or something like that, but uh, for me, it has a lot of entertainment value. So, like I said, as much as I appreciate and like Rory, I want to see these guys work for it, and I don't necessarily always need to see uh, a birdie fest for four days. Sometimes I like to see these guys sweat a little bit. Sometimes I like to see these guys struggle. And that's what we get to see this weekend at TPC Sawgrass. Some other big things happened this week in the PGA Tour. Uh, coming up a little bit later, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, he is another one of these uh, young, really talented golfers on the PGA Tour. You might have familiarized with him more with the uh, Netflix series Full Swing that dropped uh, about a month ago or so. Uh, he is a very likable guy. Uh, he was interviewed earlier this week and asked about should the PGA Tour bring back or allow back some of the live guys if they want to return. And he had some pretty strong thoughts and opinions on that, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But one of the other things that was talked about this week uh, was these big changes coming to the PGA Tour. And this is more so these ideas of designated events, the Players' Championship being one of those. Uh, we just saw the Bay Hill Invitational, uh, the Genesis Invitational in L.A. that happened a couple of weeks ago. These designated, elevated events, they've gone through a million different names, and they finally, I guess, decided on designated as being the appropriate one. But some of the changes coming in 2024 is that they're going to have smaller fields, like 70 to 78 guys, and they're going to have no cuts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And as we talk about Liv, it's pretty funny to me and ironic because this is what every golfer on the PGA Tour and every PGA Tour loyalist for the last year has made fun of Liv for is that there's, you know, it's gimmicky. There's no cuts. There's only 48 guys or whatever it is now in the in the Liv field. Everyone's made fun of them and roasted them for it. And I've been one of those people that hasn't been a fan and, and has been a, a detractor of Liv because of that. Well, now you have the PGA Tour adopting the same exact thing. And, you know, if one of the guys that went to Liv, Phil Mickelson, talked a lot about hypocrisy uh, with the PGA Tour. Well, I mean, maybe this is kind of the example right here. And, you know, I'm not a fan of, of the no cut because, you know, not to say just because something is perfect the way we've done it for forever and we should stick that way. I'm not, you know, a contrarian like that. But you look at what golf has always been, and if you watch that Full Swing Netflix series, uh, there's been a meme about it on on social media for a couple weeks now where everyone just says the entire show is just about explaining to people who never watched or, you know, been to a professional golf tournament before about what the cut is. There's a million cuts, and you've seen it be uh, super cut together, super imposed together, just a highlight reel of every single golf media member that's interviewed on this thing saying, if you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. If Well, if you, if you don't make the cut on, on Friday, you're not going to get paid. You're not getting paid if you don't make the cut. That's all they've talked about the entire time. Part of that is true. But the other aspect of it, too, for me, is, you know, it's all about wanting to see these guys have to grit and grind, wanting to see these guys have to try. And, you know, telling the viewer out there or letting or having the viewer know out there that the rounds on Thursday and Friday – you know, they mean just as much as Saturday, not just as much as Sunday, obviously. But, you know, it's important what you do and how you start out a golf tournament on Thursday and Friday. And what they're trying to do now on the PGA Tour with some of these designated events is change it so that, you know, everyone makes the field. It's, you know, 78, 70 guys and no one's getting cut. So you're going to see Rory McIlroy in theory at the players next year. If he's six over and set to make the cut like he is right now, or miss the cut like he's supposed to right now, if he's six over after two rounds and change next year, well, he's still going to be playing there on Sunday. He's just going to be teeing off at you know five thirty in the morning or something. And listen, for me, I mean, I don't feel like there's any incentive in that. You know, part of what is so attractive and so tough and challenging about professional golf is it is a seventy-two hole grind over four days, and you need to be playing at your absolute best ideally in most situations, for four days straight. And to me, you know, I don't have a problem with, this, let's say, like appearance fees. If you want to, the PGA Tour wants to pay Rory McIlroy this amount of money to show up at the Honda Classic like so many guys didn't two weeks ago, that's fine with me. But to just say that everyone gets to make the cut and, you know, maybe from a sponsor standpoint or a viewer standpoint, I, I guess I can see the, the reasoning where they're coming from. You know, if you are Honda and you're sponsoring the Honda Classic, in theory, I guess you want Roy McElroy out there on Sunday, even if he's seven over par, because uh, that's going to draw more eyeballs, I guess. But for me, I mean, I'm not going to be watching Roy McElroy on Sunday. If in a normal circumstance, in a normal year, he was going to miss the cut, then I have no interest in watching Roy because he has no chance to win. I want to watch the guys that are at the top of the leaderboard with the chance to you know, lift the trophy at the end of the tournament. So you know, that's, for me, why I'm not a fan of these new layout of these designated events and it's ironic because this is the thing they made fun of live for that 
you know, there's no cuts. It's it's gimmicky golf, and there's not a big enough field. The other thing too is, you know, they have a lot of criteria of, of how guys are able to make the field for these designated events. You know, it's I think it's top 50 in the previous year's uh, FedEx Cup standings. It's also like the top 10 guys that have jumped into that criteria this year, and then it's also you know who has performed well in that particular swing of the tour. So. If they're in California on the West Coast, if they're in Florida, guys that are hot right now, that all reasoning is, is fine to me. But when you look back at the Players' Championship this weekend, okay, you look at the top of that leaderboard. Not many names that are household names per se. I said you got Colin Morikawa, you got Scotty Scheffler, you got Jason Day, Victor Hovland. All great. But a lot of guys up there in the mix at the top that are you know, vying for their opportunity that are playing for their first big win, that have a shot to win this golf tournament. And I think, for me, if you remove those guys to have these smaller fields and no cuts, and you don't give a guy like an Adam Svensson a chance to win or a Minwoo Lee or a Ben Griffin or a Taylor Pendrith, you know, guys that, like I said, you're, you're maybe not familiar with, if you take those guys out of the field, you never have an opportunity for new stars to arise or someone to just flip that switch, and all, all of a sudden rattles off a bunch of wins and becomes a household name. You never allow that opportunity to grow. You never let them establish themselves on the biggest stage. You know, that is one of the things that makes the next batch of stars in golf or makes new stars. And you think of a guy like who, guys who have come kind of out of nowhere in recent years, like Scotty Scheffler. Like, we knew Scotty Scheffler was. He was on the Ryder Cup. Um, he was a highly touted collegiate player. But last year, you know, he rattles off a bunch of wins and, you know, Bay Hill, and then he's ends up winning the Masters and then just continues to have this ridiculous year that is carried over into 2023. You know, you don't have that if you have these limited fields and, and don't give opportunities to everyone that has earned their position, earned their spot to be on the PGA Tour. You don't give them that chance to break through and, you know, finally get that first win and potentially go on that run that turns them into the next star. Max Homa is maybe another guy. You know, Max Homa, five years ago, was on the Corn Ferry Tour, you know, trying to earn his card again. He was kind of lost in everything, but he finally wins one, and he continues to roll on, and now he's one of the top five players in the world. So it all goes back to I want to see these guys have to work for it. I want to see these guys have to grit and grind. I want to see them have to struggle. And, you know, what other golf course, what other golf tournament better allows that to happen than TBC Sawgrass and the Players' Championship this weekend. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.